0: Welcome to Tanked Up the Podcast, all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben. That's Adol. Hey. That's Lucy.
1: Hey. Hey. Hi.
0: We've put the craft
2: back in, I see. Did I? Oh, I don't know. I never remember. I think and having a Lucy Goosey, pun mildly intended, um, stance on whether it's craft beer or beer is, is appropriate. <sighs> Always, every week, I think. Well, sometimes we say it, sometimes we don't, but, you know, sometimes... Some, in some contexts, the craft makes sense. In some contexts, it doesn't. Beer is a craft. Yeah. and it's. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's very true. Beer is a craft. Mm. Should we talk about some beers? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. As As I know, Lucy, you're parched. What are you drinking?
1: I am drinking the Troll Tunga, which is a beer I've been trying to track down. The last few Oh, weeks. you got it! I did get it because um, guys at Beer O'clock said this is a very good sour IPA, um, and it is from Buxton Brewery, and it's a gooseberry sour IPA, six point three percent. Trolltunga is a jutting rock in Norway, hanging seven hundred meters over Lake. I'm not even going to try and pronounce that because it's some <laughs> what an interesting <laughs> name. <line, isn't it? laughs> yeah, some nor- Norwegian word. Anyway, only the wary tread the path to the very edge. This beer was brewed to celebrate friendship and a love of wild places.
2: Oh, ooh. Ooh, wild places! So that's a great segue. Will you crack that open? If you to my oh, I lied. I have a weird beard. I was thinking ooh, I had a wild, so wild for some reason. <laughs> I had a wild beer at enough. lunch <laughs> today. I just had a pint of the pogo at lunch. Ah, today okay. That's what I was thinking of. Um. So, in a terrible segue, um, that's one with one of the wheels broken. So when you lean forward, you could just go in circles. um, Is the Weird Beard Epsomania seventeen? Whoops. Yeah. Um, No, I thought for a second (laughs) that there was a. uh, Oh, there it is. About the beard. Oh, fuck! Man, it's a collaboration. I'm out of practice.
1: Was it? I know. I've had it before. um, It's that
2: time of year again, at least it was a good few weeks ago, that time of year when lifeblood of the beer industry is bursting with its fresh, flavorsome goodness, the hop harvest. Luckily, we here at Weird Beard have some friends not too far away in Epsom who have more hop binds of Phoenix and Target in their garden than any sane home brewer could ever use. So after a 10-hour Sunday afternoon picking harvest, loads of, uh, wow, good lord. Sunday afternoon, picking harvest. Loads of fresh, off-the-vine, wet green hops arrived at the brewery. We decided these hops deserved to be center stage. We put together a classic pale ale malt backbone, a little bit of bitter, bittering hops from our stores, and then let the wet hops sing. All the hops put in the end of the boil with no additions of pre-bought hops and no dry hopping. All you're getting is the freshest hops from Chris and Jackie's garden, as nature intended. It's a traditional pale English pale ale flavor with some spicy citrus and floral notes. Uh, and it is 5.3%. And, man, I must be. I'm out of practice at reading aloud, apparently. So nice. What you do you ha- got there, I ben? like that
0: you had to find it first as well. Uh, yeah. sort of reading across <laughs> the, the, the bottle. Like, I haven't read this before. Where's, where's the flavor text gone?
2: Well, they, had, they have, like, one side of the label is all about the brewery and the other side is all about the thing. So I almost started reading the generic flavor text.
0: Yes, that's fair. That's fair. That's similar. It that does lead quite well into the beer that I've got, which also does the same thing. Um, I'm going to be drinking uh, from Elusive Brewing, the Level Up American Red. Mm. It says it's Level Eight Mosaic and Columbus. Uh, mm. Level Up is an American style red ale that balances six malts against two different hops. We change the hops up with each release, and this version uses juicy Mosaic, the kettle and dank resinous Columbus in the dry hop. I'm sure there's meant to be an and in there somewhere. In many ways, this is the beer that started things for us. The first iteration was named Winning Beer in the Craft Beer Company National Homebrewing Awards in 2014. We used the prize money as the deposit on our 5 BBL brew house. And the rest, as they say, is history. There
1: you go? Nice. What's
0: your
2: beer like there, Lucy?
1: Oh, it's just what I needed. I said I was parched, and I was. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is just very refreshing, very, you know, thirst quenching. It's um really light. Very much, I guess what you, it is a sour beer. It's not too sour, it's not puckeringly sour. So people who are a bit, you know, wary of sour beers, I think they'd manage with this okay. Just a slight bit of bitterness on the end. Um, the sour IPA that I had from Northern Monk a few weeks ago, Mm. the bitterness was quite pronounced at the end and I just didn't think that quite balanced well with the sourness at the start but this is more of a it, it goes well with the um, like the, the sourness and the slight fruitiness right. at the start um, as we always allude to it's it's more grapefruity in it's sourness but yeah it's really clean really well carbonated um, yeah it's a really really good beer I can see why they definitely recommended this if you wanted a sour IPA, not a common nice. style, but, um, yeah, it's a it's a really fantastic beer, and it, I prefer it to the, um, it was a raspberry sour beer from and mm. that I had, I think that was called the, sort I of was Super just, Luminal. I was just about to ask, superluminal? Yeah, yeah. Super yeah Luminal. or, or yeah. one of them, um, yeah, that I had on the last podcast, and I prefer this much, much more, even though that was a pretty decent beer as well, so. Hats off to Beer O'clock for recommending this. This is really nice. Mm. Excellent.
0: One that uh, one that the rest of the, the you know Adel and I should maybe look out for perhaps. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: definitely. It's so clean and it's so fresh.
0: Mm. Nice, easy drinking.
1: Yeah, I'm already halfway through and it'll be gone before you lot even <laughs> <laughs> start <stop> talking <laughs> about games. <laughs>
0: nice, nice. How's
2: yours, Adel? As you have a big swig? Hmm. Um. It's a solid pale ale um yeah I really like you can definitely tell that those hops are that singular hop that's what I guess there is also bittering ones, but there's such a strong fresh flavor to it, not super strong hops but like there's um i want to say almost like a like a freshly cut grass like it's just a sort of freshly fresh mm. vegetation going mm. on as well as because I mean the um hops itself is um i think the descriptor was right you know it's a little bit of citrus a little bit of sort of aromatic flower floral Mm. um uh but i think yeah that um the freshness sort of gives it a bit of a veg vegetative undertone Mm -hmm. um and it's got a nice um nice sort of like kicky spice to it it's it's a really solid pale ale so i i don't think um it's not doing anything out of super out of the ordinary. There's just sort of, everything is very sort of, especially the hops are very recognizable. Um, don't get a lot of taste of the malt coming out of it, but I, I mean, I'm not surprised given the style of beer, what they were focusing on. Um, it's mouthfeel-wise, um, but medium. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but like I said, it's something about that freshness, that vegetativeness makes me... Sort of want to have more, but it's not especially dry. I'm just reaching for it because I like the taste. Yeah. So I, I expect I'll keep up reasonably well with Lucy as far as I'm drinking it <laughs> quickly. Mm, nice, nice.
1: How about My you, new ben? ben? I think
2: mm. I think I might as well. Um, this
0: this is quite dry. Uh, it, it's got me reaching for it constantly. Uh, I don't think I mentioned it. It's five um, percent. Uh, the the first swig that I had. I was hit a lot more by the malts than i was from the hops uh it, it was quite biscuity um there was maybe a little bit of sort of caramel in there as well sort of working through but after you know having maybe five or six sips of it the columbus is really kicking in there's that the, the, the dankness comes through on the nose and once the malt sort of subside a little bit and i've had a little bit more that dank and resinous sort of profile of the columbus kicks through quite a lot Uh, there's a very slight bitterness to it, it's not too bitter, it's very easy to drink Uh, the mosaic, I don't know whether it's doing a huge amount Mm. I think it's it's slightly there whether it's put in just to temper everything else to, to balance things, to bring everything together, or if they wanted this kind of profile with just a hint of that kind of tropical fruit nature to it it doesn't the, the mosaic doesn't come through a huge amount. Mm. Uh, but it's nice. It's really good. This is this is as I say, it's got that sort of dankness to it. Mm. Um and I I kind of I haven't had many beers over the last week. Um but this is definitely kind of the one to to start me off, I think. Uh <laughs> gonna go on a bin, kind of, <laughs> well, almost well almost. It's kind of the gateway beer to make me think, okay, yeah, I want a couple more beers. Yeah. Uh, you know, and again tomorrow night I'll think back to this beer and think, Yeah, I'm in the mood for some beers. That beer was really good. Excellent. That's mm-hmm. really good here. Mm-hmm. It is. It's very good to drink.
1: Good beers all around. That's what I like to hear. Mm. Mm.
0: We've done well. Yeah. We've done very well. Um I'm going to start us off. Oh I'm so tired. Um <laughs>
2: Oh yes! Uh, best volunteering of himself. <laughs> I'm I, going to start off with I, first. I'm going to lament having to say yes. Things. Well, I'm going to. I am
0: my whole my whole bit now is going to just lament lament everything. The world. You're now um, a
1: crotchety old dad. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, but I'm getting. I'm definitely becoming crotchety with my games as well. Uh, nothing is grabbing me at the moment, and I'm sort of bouncing between a few things and just nothing is sticking nothing is pulling me in um i think the last game i got really excited about was assassin's creed origins mm-hmm. which was maybe a month or so ago maybe 5 6 weeks something like that uh and i think i came out of that feeling a, a little bit of fatigue uh that you you know that i often feel after playing a really big open world game mm. um that nothing kind of stands up to it that there's no depth in anything else, that nothing's written as well, you can't do what you want in a lot of games, they're too structured, they're not structured Shit, enough. One second, sorry. Oh, music in the background.
2: Uh, I, I, I forgot the name of the game I was going to talk about, and then uh, apparently my phone wasn't on silent, so I just was like, oh yeah, it's that one, and then absentmindedly clicked it, and then it loaded and then started playing the theme. Uh, nice. I'm sorry about that. No, so nothing's critical. grabbing you? <laughs>
0: um, no, nothing's nothing's grabbing me. Um, I enjoyed Shadow of the Colossus. It's a, it's a beautiful game. It's really well executed. It's really well done as kind of a, a remake. Uh, but it maybe took me a little longer to get through it than, say, it would have done had I played it before maybe Origins. You know, I kind of... Origins, I was thinking well i've got i've got half an hour i've got an hour of free time i'll go and play origins whereas shadow of the colossus didn't quite grab me like mm. that mm. and i would go maybe two or three days without playing it to then jump in and have it you know an hour or two hours or something on it and then again leave it another day it right. wasn't keeping me uh coming back to it uh but i finished that and i thought it's kind of like a palate cleanser let's try something completely different so i jumped into telltale batman mm. and again Oh, I just didn't. I just. I'm definitely not in the mood for Telltale. That is not the thing that's going to hold me or sway me back into playing games. You see, uh, like
1: when I get in a funk like that, and just don't want to play any video games. Telltale is usually the gateway back into it because they're so passive, and you so yep, it's only you the, just the, leave the controller on the table. It's only when you have to do like a you know a cutscene or. Yeah. A,
2: um, they 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 table. really put the video back in video games.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are like the um perfect perfect way to ease me back into like gaming. So that's it's a shame that that's not a mm, no, uh, gateway drug. That's
0: well that, exactly that's what I thought. Mm. Um which is why I tried it, but I dropped that quite quickly. Uh, I haven't even finished episode 1, oh, wow. I'm about halfway through, okay. I think.
2: The Phantom Menace. Um, Hey, definitely <laughs> dropped that one. Is that because um,
1: the story's not holding you or just because you're in a mood not to play games? Um, I think it's both. I yeah. think it's maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> I think had the story been
0: a little bit better, uh it might have of held me a little more, but I was almost getting annoyed with what was happening. Um, you know, I can't remember whether it's the the first chapter or second chapter of episode 1 where you're playing as Bruce and you're in his mansion and they're having the the party for harvey dent mm. and um what's his name the mob boss falcone turns mm. up and i just thought it was all a little bit cliched it was all too convenient it was just a bit poorly executed mm. so do you- and i didn't really like the decisions that i was presented with yeah. i think i would have Liked a different way of yeah, being able to I do it, so it kind that of
1: those weren't that great in so in mm, that section. Yeah.
2: It kind of got my back up, mm. I suppose. Did, is this because I mean, so I've I've poked at the Telltale games. I've never re- finished a single one, but one of the things I liked about the bits I played of Walking Dead season one was that um, I mean, I think the story was narrow enough in The Walking Dead. The, uh, you, you were following people trying to survive, and it wasn't a big deal that you didn't know a lot. While I feel mm-hmm. like the way you described that party seemed to be like, well, the Batman universe is a big place, and they're artificially making it small by putting all these things all together by happenstance. Is that sort of what you're getting at? And then maybe the the size of the universe, in like as we know in popular culture, is a mismatch to sort of how it's portrayed in the game. Yeah, maybe. I think
0: I would have. I think I would have preferred if if it played out in the same sort of way, you know, there would have been a party there for for Harvey. Yeah, of course, it's it's a new Batman story, so I think you and I Lucy talked about it how you liked that all of these characters had kind of different origins and different mm. relationships yeah. with Bruce and Batman and stuff. And that was fine. Uh, I liked the opening scene with Catwoman, he didn't know who she was and all that sort of stuff. But I think my problem was more um I basically it came to a choice where I could either shake Falcone's hand or kind of not shake his hand, and it was it was too black and white mm, for me. Yeah. There was mm. no grey whatsoever in that choice, and they get better. Yes. The choices get better. Don't that, well, that's good. I mean, you know, Telltale Games kind of have given you a little bit of grey. Uh, within some of these choices before it isn't with the walking dead it isn't always fight or flee there's other right. things that you can try and do and i think that's why the walking dead was so good because it kind of it played within that kind of uh that black Milligrant. and white context yeah. uh but i kind of felt so far that batman hasn't done that and i think with the games that have come previously that could have been straight there in batman you didn't need that that black and white kind of thing he could have brushed you know he could have brushed off a handshake but come out with some very charismatic piece of dialogue which kind of you know, made Falcone feel okay whilst making all of the, the you know, the rest of the guests kind of not know what was going on, keep it a bit more ambiguous between the two of them. But it just it kind cut of cut him with a batarang. Yeah, exactly. It just <laughs> clocked him in the face and chucked him out the door, which was actually probably what I wanted. Um <laughs> It just just didn't give give me enough, really. So um, I mean, I might I might go back to it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but and I don't I don't know whether this will get me back into the mood for games. But I did put Assassin's Creed Origins back in the machine oh, because yeah. they've just released the discovery mode, which yeah. is this big educational, quote unquote. Well, yes, this big educational sort of explanation mode where essentially you walk around the open world and go on mini tours and it gives you bite-sized pieces of history about ancient Egypt. Mm. Uh, and whilst it's not necessarily kind of gaming, all you're doing is is walking and passively taking in this information, I thought it was really good. I've done about four or five tours and it helped oh, me actually okay. last night for about an hour and I only put it down because I thought it was. I probably should go to bed. Uh, you know, had it been earlier in the day, I probably would have continued and done a few more tours. It just presents, inf- you know, really interesting information, especially after I've experienced the game and I've experienced all of these places. Mm. Right. And- really, them holding off releasing it. And it might be because it was a feature that was coming a lot later than the game, something that maybe wasn't ready to go yeah, in with, with release. because
1: people like me would have only bought that. <laughs> exactly, exactly,
0: and would have just gone into Discovery. I think, for me, bringing it out afterwards it worked really well, because I'm invested. Mm. I played all, I've, I've finished that game. I've got as much out of it as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. And this is a nice little way to kind of draw you back in, to let you understand the context, let you understand the history of the world. And it's not just, here's Alexandria, this is why Alexandria exists. It was, uh, this is the mummification process, this is why ancient Egyptians do the mummification process. Here are some tombs, this is why these tombs were built. This Hmm. is why they were built in this sort of shape and why the pyramids exist. Uh, I can't remember exactly how many there are but there must be there's got to be a hundred plus at least um, and they all range in the time that they take maybe some take four minutes others take maybe ten and, and you can get sort of as in depth with it really as you as you like yeah. hmm. um, but it also lets you do photo mode so I can ignore all the tours <laughs> go to wherever I want within the world and just take some ridiculous photos yeah. which I'm kind of a bit more excited about <laughs> That's yeah. fair because I love photographing that game.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's a really nice addition to the game, and obviously, not many games, you know, focus on realism like Assassin's Creed or pseudo realism. Um, yeah, but it'd be you know a nice feature going forward. At, well, at least for that series, but maybe other games. Who knows? Yeah. But um, but yeah, that might be the only thing that gets me back into Assassin's Creed because I've just... It's uh, yet another year where I try a Ubisoft game and just can't get into it. Um, It's it's too big. It's too big and I I just don't care for it. I've just written it off. (laughs) It's never going to happen. I can look at it from afar and admire it, but I will never Mm. play it myself. Mm. Like The Witcher, like Metal Gear. Until I'm on this (laughs) fictitious desert island that has... um, Electricity. I'm never going to play these yeah. games. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, that's really cool. I really like the look of um, Discovery Mode. Yeah, so
2: might, I think it's, it's a great... I mean, you know that they do a lot of research into these locales, oh, yeah. and yeah. it's such a smart idea to... I mean, put a little more polish on it, but essentially just... Um, put that research into the game in a way, in a new format, and just, this is the kind of added experience that I, I'm looking for, not, um, you know, loot crates. Yeah. Did, did they I have loot crates need...
1: in ancient Egypt? I'm sure they did. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were full of bones and dead cats and stuff. <laughs> uh,
2: it was called a pyramid. It was all your slaves buried with you. <laughs> One massive the loot crate. biggest loot crate of all. Yeah. <laughs> Only ninety nine pounds ninety nine for the loot crate of Giza. <laughs> God, could you imagine? I I can, and it's only a matter of time. Well,
0: mm, dear, uh, but yes, that that's where I kind of am at the moment. I think I'll continue on with discovery mode. Uh, the next time I have the urge to sort of jump on the machine, um, I will. I, I, we we are about video games, but I will kind of. Caveat this by saying, I think it, for me it's kind of entertainment in general. Hmm. Um, I'm kind that of not just... really getting into any TV shows. Um, I'm not really getting, um, you know, there's, there's films that have come out that before like, Christmas, you know, films from last that I would want, that I wanted to watch. Um, Kim and I sat down the other night and watched um, Blade Runner 2049. Oh, yeah. And I think it was a, a fantastic film, but it's not put me in the mood to watch any other. Films, mm. Mm. or, or passively, you know, get any entertainment. I'm just kind of in a bit of a mm. lull. Yeah. I think just, with all of it, just really.
1: living under the staircase in a cupboard, just hiding yeah. away from everything. Which That's is it. not a bad thing to do.
2: I mean, I I've been, been in a similar. One, right? Yeah, <laughs> I've been in a similar slump for months now. Okay. Uh, mm.
1: I, well this uh, uh thank you for tuning in listeners. We're just gonna bare our souls <laughs> <laughs> about how um, upset we are. It's so sad.
0: Uh,
2: I stabbed <laughs> my to toe, th- toe earlier about right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean no no movies really grip me. I still haven't seen Thor or Justice League and Black Panthers already. Neither have I. I. Mm. It's okay. I'm still alive. Yeah, I'm um, true. But uh, the one thing that did get me oddly, and I think it was just because I had I was looking for something to do when I was jet lagged when I first got here, was some um, watching the first few seasons of Criminal Minds. I did in the first sort of week and a half. Boy, is that a there? I have such a soft spot for the most procedural of shows. Like you, you not like your brain doesn't have to engage that much. But at the same time, like red herring, yeah. he's the real killer and uh, what ended up making me stop watching it was they started they changed the format so now like halfway through they actually show you the killer
3: Mm.
2: oh and you're like well (laughs) this is even worse now it's just like trying to track what clues they might be picking up so that like it just it stopped being i mean that's why you watch these like profiler shows because there's clues and whatnot uh, and it was like, ah, oh, the clues don't matter. Like, ah, oh, you, you guys got, this is, of course, this is why they're on season 13 or whatever, is because they realized that, like, <laughs> lowest common denominator, let's make this not hard for anyone to watch. Um, but yeah, that's the only media really, since I got back from Canada, really consumed, with the exception of that, um, this game called, um, music playing. Um, uh, sorry. This game called Zenga. Is I it was called Music Plane. It was like, what no.
1: generic iPhone game is this? Yeah.
2: No, it's called Zenga, and it's like a. It tells a weird story with um, pictures, but the way you. Um, basically, each level is just like a small puzzle that you um, yeah. put all the pieces together, and then it blows up into the actual image, and it tells this weird story of the journey of some little dude through weird escapes. It's really not important. But they just every few levels, it introduces new mechanics like. Um, all the pieces are on sort of lines connected by, uh, sorry, nodes connected by lines, so you can Mm. only move them. uh, You can't just click and drag. They have to move on the nodes, um, so you have Mm. to figure out what order to move them in, and sometimes you have to push one sums aside uh, so that something can get by. Otherwise, if they hit each other, they'll, you know, they clash. Um, then they introduce things of like rotation. So sometimes you'd have to rotate something in a weird, weird way. So something you could squeeze by or move it around. And then now they have teleport blocks and multiple teleport oh, blocks. Okay. So you put it onto a node that's a teleport one and you click on it. And then, um, you know, all the other teleport nodes flash and you, that's how you can move it around. And so there's a bit of a shuffle. And it's exactly what I needed when I was taking a break from writing or whatever. It's just like, I'll play a few levels of that for a few minutes and then really simple um i, I got it in the humble bundle at some point uh and it's it's straightforward but it's 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 just the right level of toughness that I, you know mostly i'm go, I'm going through levels you know hmm. a little bit of head scratch get through get through a couple levels really quickly hit one that sort of stops me for a bit and but the next time i come come on to it it's like oh yeah this is clearly how you do it it's not too hard
0: That's cool. is but it i get good... the same sort of itch for you that um like hex cells?
2: No, Hexels is Scratch. a pure logic game. Um, well, I mm. can say that it's, it's so symbolic. I mean, it, that's just so much more lightweight when my brain works. This has, yeah. you know, this has actual spatial reasoning. Mm-hmm. While Hexels is not really that spatial, except for like this is three in a row, right? It's much more mm. sure. translate this, the the rules. Um, and it has a little story, and I don't really pay attention to it. But what basically, once you put all the pictures together, and they usually cover a very small amount of the screen, because of course you have to move the pieces around. Yeah, um, it then expands it out to show to fill the whole screen to show you like what the picture you made was or sometimes it like it reveals more that wasn't actually covered by the pieces. Yeah, it's part
0: of the larger picture. Yeah. yeah. Um
2: and and that's it's it's pretty and I don't yeah. really know what's going on cuz I don't really care but it's nice to like the, <laughs> the pretty pictures nice. Yeah. How do you yeah. spell yeah. it? Z E N G E. Okay. Like G. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: And yeah, it sounds like... Um, Zenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably Zenge, but to me, it's Zenge. Yeah. Zenge. It's actually Zenge. It's actually by Zenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, it sounds like the,
1: uh, the mechanics um, start ramping up and start combining and
2: yeah and that's where i am now and so now it's not like i can just like open up a level and be like oh yeah that's how you do it it's Mm. like oh shit and so one of like one of the ways one of the mechanics is um once you you can connect pieces not in the sort of layout they're trying to get and sometimes you need to connect them early so you can move them around and so it's like not only reasoning sort of how to make pieces avoid each other, but sometimes you have to connect them so that when you swivel them, they'll unlock more of a, uh, open a path kind of thing. So it's definitely ramped up with the, trying to figure out when you, when and how you can connect two pieces in order to manipulate them later versus connecting them all in, on the sort of blueprint of where they need to go, which is one section mm-hmm. of the level.
3: Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. it's fun. Nice. It's a good, solid nice. puzzle game. Have you uh, have you spent much time with it? Uh, I have no idea what my playtime is, but I would say uh, probably maybe an hour. Okay, but that's total like ballpark because I'm like picking up every so often over the past yeah. couple mm-hmm. weeks playing a few levels. That's my break. Stop. Yeah,
1: just time waster. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it, I mean, it's a, this is what I want out of a mobile game. Mm. It's, it's, it's less. Um, as much as I complain that the the room games were don't have much of a narrative. They still sort of push you to spend more time, right? Because the various parts of the room, rooms you need to sort of have in your mind so that when you unlock this part, you know sometimes you have to drink yeah. it, pick up a thing, etc. So you, there's more needs to be loaded in your memory. And with this, it's like, pfft. no, it's just whatever's right in front of me.
1: Yeah. Um, well, that's a interesting segue. Because one of the games that I played was actually the new room game. There's a new room? Yeah, it came out. Uh, is it called The Disaster Artist? No. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Written by James Franco, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's called The Room Old Sins and it's the fourth game in the series. It's um kind of a sort of continuation of the overall narrative, but the first three was more like a more self-contained trilogy. This is just taking elements and obviously, you know, mm. inheriting the same gameplay mechanics as the rest of the series, but um it, it I think it starts off with like new characters and stuff like that, but still mm. pursuing this um like what would you call it? This ominous Occult cult, yeah, kind of
2: A cult dimensiony mm,
1: thing. <laughs> That's called the null. And um mm-hmm. so it's still all centred around that. Um bit different in this one because Um, it is still going into, no, (laughs) it's still going into different rooms. And as you say, retracing your steps and using things you require from one puzzle, going back into a room and using that on an object or something. But it's all centered around this, um, like model dollhouse. Um, and it's really interesting in the fact that it's like, you'll look at usually in the room, you have all these separate like little little puzzles in these um puzzle, yeah, uh, often puzzle it's boxes. like a puzzle box yeah, yeah all, all these separate puzzle boxes but in this one it is just one big and connected puzzle box that's in the f- um form of a dollhouse um which does tie into the narrative as well but um yeah it's re- it's a really really good um puzzle game it's really good I wouldn't say the story's that great. Once again, with these games, but that is, you know, that always plays it's, second fiddle to the yeah. puzzles and the very tactile feeling of, you know, moving things around, rotating things. Um, but yeah, it's just another really good game from uh, its fireproof, fireproof games, and right, you, you don't have to play the first three um, if you don't want to. I do recommend them, especially uh, probably so, the room free, but you can just jump into this it's one. This, hmm.
0: It's the same developer, yeah have they like improved on the formula or are they changing it up enough each time that they can kind of uh, not ignore improvements but that the improvements uh, kind of fall by the wayside a little bit that they they you, they're just expected yeah, with new stuff being I added. think that's
1: what it is I think these games are so good anyway it's mm. like any improvements are probably just small little tweaks that you don't even notice um yeah. they're just that mobile developer for me that it's like you just expect something really good uh from them Mm -hmm. every single time and i think they've nailed down the formula and i think this is um just you know i think i think it's a bit more um grandiose i think it's a bit more ambitious in Hmm. the kind of set pieces almost the kind of puzzles the kind of um they're not just like small little puzzle boxes separate puzzle boxes these are you know entire rooms in a yeah in a dollhouse, and which which you know you zoom into, and it actually forms out into a, you know actual big house. So it's it's not like you just oh you know, right okay operating on this small little dollhouse. You're actually going into the rooms, and everything's full size, etc.
2: Oh wow! But, so so it's not like the model ship in Room Two, where you sort of poke at little bits and bobs, but it's very much a model that you were close to. Yeah, it, you're actually saying there's a, a bit of a like scaling difference when you yeah definitely
1: definitely. So it's like um, you're pulled back. The camera's pulled back, and you see this dollhouse. And then it's like you're going into it as like a borrower, or a small person, and you're going into these rooms. It's like a full-sized, mm. um, full-sized rooms. But yeah, oh cool. Definitely recommend it. It's a really good game. Awesome. And that's just one of the mobile games I played this week. There's another. one. about how ideas. long did it, more, it take you to more finish? More it? Mm. Uh, it probably took me about. I think it took me five hours. It shows you how, how long your playthrough is. This one took me about five hours, which is probably just slightly longer than the other games. Um, yeah, I was going to say, that too long. Yeah, it, probably because I'm stupid, but... um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> But I think uh, the room three was probably three, four hours max. So they've gone a little bit bigger on this one.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it kind of makes sense pulling away from the the trilogy... Uh, or or having those first three games sort of almost if they were a planned trilogy keeping them kind of short keeping them almost within the same sort of time scale with each other so people know what to expect to then be able to expand in their fourth game and kind of just be able to make a larger experience and keep people that little bit longer especially if those mechanics and everything are you know it has been improved over three games already yeah. and they've been able to make this sort of like almost a f- uh, feature full uh kind of experience for people so yeah yeah i mean makes sense to expand mm, i guess i
1: mean probably going back to the room 1 i'd probably notice the differences a bit more but mm. because it, even that was you know their first game and it was still a very fantastic game it just feels like they would be just me making small tweaks um sense and not right. wholesale changes cuz they never needed to
0: yeah Mm. Nice. I'm going to open a beer.
1: Excellent. I...
0: Yes. because I've smashed the last <laughs> or third of mine. I
1: think we all did. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: What do you yeah. got there, Ben? Um,
0: um so I'm drinking a um a beer from a brewer I've not had before. Uh and this is from
1: Plato. Huh. Huh.
0: Don't know
2: who did, they are.
1: Have, what was the Beer that you had last week, what, what were they called?
2: Aristotle. Oh I mean, it, it <laughs> might <laughs>
1: Socrates. Yeah, it might um, be that you just showed me that beer on our on um, chat and a, oh, I, maybe should, I, I, I think oh, I think I'd, yeah, yeah I did show the beer, mm. yes. I should
2: yes. have said Socrates.
0: Socrates. <laughs> mm. All the crates, less crates. Um this is it's uh, it's called Salish Sea. It's an IPA six point four percent. Salish Sea is an old-school Pacific Northwest IPA with a classic blend of Columbus, Willamette, Willamette mm. perhaps, uh, and Cascade Hops Isn't that where Dead Rising is set? Fruity Punch mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Willamette. I uh, have no idea. <laughs>
1: I'm sure Dead What's Rising is in Willamette. Anyway, sorry
3: yeah,
0: for just derailing. We go. I've caught the it's idea what are you drinking?
1: <laughs> I am drinking... Uh, a beer from Weird Beard, so second of theirs to be featured mm-hmm. on this podcast, and it is called God of the Gold White Silence, which is a white stout, 5.5% ABV, I'll read a little bit of the flavour text, because I don't want to be here all night, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, here we go. More oats than it is sane to use, huge amounts of lactose and cacao nibs, along with tonka mm. beans and vanilla, all contribute to the thick body and complex profile. You'll get three inches down the glass, fall to your knees, and beg for more.
2: That is, that is all kinds of dirty. It's, yeah. It's uh, at
0: least, at least we've got you on camera to see you doing it as well.
2: Yeah. Um, while you pour that, uh, I'm having the confused brummy from. Birmingham Brewery. Brewing. Uh, British pale floor malt infused with roasted flavors. Earthy British hops savor the unexpected. And it is. Yeah. I mean, it's a 6% beer. It's a, it's a stout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm sure it says this somewhere. Why can't I see it? I, I
1: think it's a milk stout.
2: Why don't they tell me it's vegan friendly? I'm a, I'm really shit at reading. It's almost like I don't do this. For I'm a pretty
1: hundred percent sure it's a milk stout. <laughs> why why can't I find it? They are anyway. a very uh, up and coming small brewery in Birmingham. Ah, Boss, um, I think they've only probably got about. I think this was their third, or maybe their fourth beer in circulation. Um and this is um by far my favourite from them so far um Ooh. I think they've started to put a few more cans um through circulation but yeah they're they're quite uh they're quite green they're quite they're quite young and fresh and new so yeah but uh because. last year year before um I don't know how long they've been brewing for. But I know I only started to notice them um, last year, mm. um, maybe early last year. Could have even started in twenty sixteen, probably. Um, but yeah, but this beer came out uh, that Adil's drinking, the Confused Brummy,
2: came out last year. Mm. Cool. Cool. I think mm. it's just a stout. I don't think it's, it's an oatmeal stout. Isn't All right. It? No, wait. Sorry, uh, I'm I'm just full of garbage. Uh, on, quick Google. Yeah, I had a quick Google, and then their website froze on me because of the <laughs> pop-up. Are you eighteen? Um, are you? It, it's a white stout.
1: Oh yes, white stout. Sorry, no, I don't me. think oh, it has drinking white stout then. Yeah.
0: Very nice, yeah. good stuff. I see yours, Lucy, has has done what mine did yeah. and has ice creamed up. Okay. Yep. And as and oh and ours as well, excellent. We've <laughs> all got sort of ice cream. Yeah, so we'll tell you what
1: the beers are like case. in twenty minutes, basically. The head goes there.
0: Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, I suppose you guys having white IPAs, our beers are probably very similar colours.
2: Sorry, white IPAs, white stats Yeah, I mean, mine's uh, probably sort of a golden amber. Mm. It's quite quite clear actually.
1: Yeah, mine's quite light. Mine's almost straw coloured.
2: Yeah, yeah, yours, yours and I, look, Lucy, are a little, little more similar. And Lucy, yours looks like, um, quite hazy in comparison um, to mine.
1: Yeah, it's slightly hazy. Like, I think it's a lot of the carbonation that's making it like that, to be honest. Um, mm. But yeah, it's almost straw-coloured. Nice.
0: It's a shame we've just got to talk about the colour, haven't we, whilst these heads dissipate <laughs> yeah, very yeah. slightly, because we can't actually drink any of it.
2: Well, my nose... Um, I definitely covered can, in head. <laughs> yeah, definitely get that malt. Um, oh, it's, it's got a sweetness to it. Um, sorry, I'm still getting over a bit of a cold, so my nosing ability isn't the best. Got a sweetness and a little bit. I want to say, not quite citrus. Like like vanilla. Or? No, I think it is. It's like a very specific sweet orange very light mm. sweet orange citrus so that's like I'm hesitating on saying citrus because it's such a weak citrus in the nose
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, but that malt rounds it out quite nicely mm.
0: nice uh, it's strange that you say you're getting orange notes because from this salacious sea, i I'm almost getting orange from it as well hmm. it kind of almost smells like um Almost like a weak orange squash. Mm. Okay. There's not a huge amount of of uh, you know coming off of the nose at all. Um, I know it said it's got uh, Columbus, Willamette, and Cascade in it. Um, I don't have that kind of like dankness from it, but even in the flavour. Hmm. I I I think I'm going to have to come back and give you the the flavor in a bit. I don't know whether it's the previous beer was kind of so big that it's it's clouding this just a little too much perhaps.
2: Um for me I would definitely say that um there's a- it's uh it's still i mean it tastes like a stout um but it's much more mm. in the maltiness of a stout and you do have i mean the whiteness is i think you're getting the, a little bit of that um fruitiness but it's it's sort of really tempered by the, by the maltiness so you have the, a bit like a like a sweet roasted balance on with a very light fruitiness yeah. um and it, it it's got the right creaminess like the smoothness of a stout Mm-hmm. Um, despite looking not like one, it's a really excellent beer.
1: Ooh, oh, glad you think so. I'm glad I'm not the uh, outlier in that opinion.
2: No, and <laughs> yeah. like I really, really like. So there's actually a bit of coffee near the end. The finish mm. is it's quite a short finish, and but right before the finish comes, you get this hit of like uh, roast co- roasted coffee beans, just slightly. Sort of it hits, and then it all disappears. Again, not a terribly dry mouthfeel, not a terribly wet m- mouthfeel, but I really, the, the taste of it, like, there's, there's, the tastes are sort of, there's this main taste and then a this hint of more roasted stoutiness and then nothing. And I just wanna, that transition is really appealing, so I just wanna keep drinking mm. it. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. That's cool. That's very good. How's
0: yours, Lucy?
1: Um, I can't really get anything on the nose either, just like yours, Ben. Um, hmm. Like literally nothing. Not getting anything. Um, in terms of the flavour, um, it's quite a lot of sweetness to it. I think that's because of the vanilla and the lactose um giving it a bit of creamy, sweet kind of um body and mouthfeel and taste. Um but this yeah. uh I don't know what it is. I don't it, it there's like this smoky kind of burnt cigarette flavour that... Ooh.
3: Yeah, that it sounds it, less, it, appealing. It, yeah, <laughs> less appealing.
1: Yes, very less appealing. And it's not like coffee or anything, like from the tonka beans or anything. It's it's very it's quite off-putting. Hmm. Um, let me go for another. Is it sec. like a
2: tobacco, or is it more like the the, the other bits of a cigarette, like the tarry sort of?
1: It's like the other bits of the cigarette.
2: Oh mm. no! Yeah, it's <laughs> that's, that's that's like
1: someone put a cigarette in my beer. Oh my! Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not sorry, sure. If, yeah. no, it's all
0: right. Oh, that's not good at well, all.
1: It, there had to come a point where there'd be a weird beer that I didn't like. Yeah, because <laughs> I loved all of them <laughs> Um, I might come back to that. I'm just going to crack open another beer that I got here, <laughs> yeah, which I'm fair. actually quite glad that's I fair. have because yeah, I need to taste something different. Moving on. What are you
0: drinking, Lucy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking. <laughs> A two chefs brewing India pale ale. uh, It's called Green Bullet. So it's from the Beer 52 box, uh, the recent Mm. one, trip to Amsterdam.
2: Which I missed because I was away, so I I put my subscription on hold.
1: Should have got it delivered to you in
2: in Canada? Yeah. Yeah, that that would have been affordable. It's okay. I used to live yeah, in that I, city, although I didn't recognize all of the breweries that they had on the on the list.
1: I haven't heard of a lot of them, to be honest.
2: This
1: I is, also um I
0: also skipped skipped this box, um, just because I had to save a little bit of money, and um, I'd already been to the bottle shop. I had enough beers in, so I thought I'd um I'd I'd skip past the Amsterdam box. Plus, our little workaround of each of us getting free boxes to give to different email addresses that maybe we've all got Why? don't worry, no one from Beer52 <laughs> listens to us it's fine, give everyone the life hack it's, it's all good uh, so okay. I might get it at some point
1: I want to know what maybe. prize they're going to give to me for being number 10 best you're like
0: 10th, 10th in the world at
2: Beer52 Yeah. <laughs> and... yeah when, once that comes out and you've, now that you've changed your ha- handle to tanked up, they might uh, you're on their radar, they might hear this and, maybe they should know, uh, do we'll a die,
1: collaboration but. with us where we can just Ooh. go to some random brewery yeah. and just drink all Anders.
0: their beer. all of their collaborations where, are with their Anders. Where is their head office actually? Scotland. We uh, don't want to go there. We want
1: to go like California or something. Yeah. Well, they, they, yeah, they, they brew
0: less... with Anders in Belgium quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, they do. That's yeah. Oh, I'd go there. That's mm. fine. Free yeah. trip there. Yeah. I'm up for yeah. that. Let's I hope got you're got listening Scotland. to your 52. I, I we didn't really. I, I, uh, Get free <laughs> ah, Game the system at all? Yeah, no. no I actually have ignore us
1: because I've signed up with every single email under the sun that I have. So, that didn't <laughs> <work>.
2: <laughs> I um, I'd go to Scotland and, and do like an on-site interview where they just open up a few boxes of random beers that they have extra of, and would do that. Tell us how great beer fifty-two is. I'll even, I'll
1: even Drive up there myself. <laughs> you know. and- I won't wait for the limo we is are we shilling ourselves
0: is that what this is, this is uh, i think to? it's more than a shilling man <laughs> we're begging <laughs> yeah. um so good. um let me let me jump back into this beer i'm getting a little more mm. from it now um that orange is definitely there uh, i am getting a little more citrus as well it's not just orange in there something else is kind of pulling uh, uh, from that but it's not bitter at all it's really really light um It says it's an IPA, but it feels a lot more like a pale, uh, a pale ale than an IPA. Um, There's almost no bitterness on Mm. that whatsoever. It's very smooth. It's very easy to drink, but it's maybe a little more watery. Mm. Um, Kind of, I'm getting that sort of that that weak orange that is that is pushing through, and there is a little more citrus, maybe a a slight hint of, of fruit in there. But that's kind of all this beer is doing. Mm. It's not doing a, a lot more for me. Mm. Um, you know, I'm almost already halfway through. But maybe, maybe closer to the end. Even, even now, the the elusive brewing. Um, what mm. was it? The the American Red may be clouding this still. So, mm. I, I will maybe say, maybe at the end it would be a little
2: better. But who knows? I will say that uh, a- after just a short amount of time, I'm noticing a lot more of that, that roasted flavor now that I've got less mm. of the Epsomania in my head. Mm-hmm. And that roasted flavor is actually quite more prevalent, right? Basically, it sits there after the initial taste and just sits there in the background and sort of just emerges as everything else fades. And that roasted um, malty flavor is, again, not super strong. It's just there and it's... It's – so when the dryness sort of fades away and the bitterness fades away, it's still slightly there in the finish. Mm, and because sure. that right now that's the, that was the bit that I keyed in on, I'm, I'm actually slowed down on my drinking because it, it's it's lasting a little. And so I'm savoring mm. that specific element of the taste and not nice. feeling like I need to seek anything else out. Mm. Not to say it's a one-note beer, but, like, that was the bit that sort of caught me. And so that's the bit I'm fo- focusing on. And so I'm just not worried about, like, the the – fruitiness being very short isn't making me want to refresh it if that makes sense mm-hmm. sure yeah. it's it's as we've sort of spoken about
0: before it's kind of that part of the beer that's that's appealing to you that's actually doing something for you and making it stand out from kind of other examples yeah exactly that's exactly what it is so yeah, although i don't yeah it's good to it's good to savor that uh you know the, uh- the the parts of the beer that you enjoy
2: I also think because it's a it's a white stout. I mean, that's where the fruitiness is. That's why it's so short because yeah. it's still a stout. But that balance is really excellent. Because I think if it was a more traditional stout, it would be that that the roasted flavor would be stronger and be the main taste. And it's actually kind of not the main taste until everything disappears. And that's what that's what like grabs me about it. It's mm. like oh that's that's there. Oh yeah, that's totally really nice. Now that it's coming into its own because everything else is sort of being flushed away over time it's really excellent really happy with the spirit. good thanks again Lucy for bringing it by no you're very welcome
1: it it, it warms my heart knowing that you've tasted that beer because I really liked it as well if you're in the Birmingham area go visit their tap room because I have it on draft Mm. don't usually Mm. see it in cans so yeah
0: um, I, I assume you picked it up in your um your your big super store bottle <laughs> shop.
1: Um, I actually picked it up at um at Sturchley Wines, which is uh just the one down the road from Cottridge Wines. I visit them both. Um but yeah, yeah, it's from Sturchley Wines. They um usually stop them. Um because they're literally the brewery's just literally over the road from them. So mm. <laughs> All right. yeah, so uh yeah, check out Sturchley Wines if you want some cans. They always have them. At the very front on the till, so can't miss them, front hmm. and centre.
0: Nice. Always a good way to keep your neighbours happy as well. Yeah. To show that you're um, <laughs> <laughs> you're obviously advertising locally yeah. locally produced beer yeah. too. That's good.
1: Searchly Wines are very good at that. Mm. Nice. Nice.
0: You mentioned you had another mobile game.
1: I did. And it's called Florence. Oh, yeah.
0: oh, excellent, excellent, excellent mm. um, I know that this is this is coming to uh, Android oh, I mean, we, we've had the conversation mm. and, uh, you know, when you mentioned the game previously, we had a quick look and it wasn't, uh, mm. but I think I saw a tweet from the developer saying that it was coming to Android yeah. so, that's
1: good Yeah, that's great. It's made by a developer called Mountains mm. and I believe the head of the studio is someone who works on Monument Valley so they've got the pedigree for iPhone games basically and Mm. you know how to tap into a wide audience um, on that platform. It's a very short, I'd call it a narrative experience um, with very light gameplay uh, mechanics Um, you can probably finish it in I think I finished it about half an hour it's a very short game um, just to preface this conversation um, with that, but don't let that put you off at all, because this is some of the best use of game mechanics to tell a heartwarming and also heartbreaking story that I've ever seen, mm. and that's across all platforms, that's across whatever you want, Nintendo, consoles, uh, PC, iPhone, touch wow. games... The way they use the mechanics. I don't want to get too much into it. Because it might spoil it for people. But the way they use um, different actions. And different movements. And different different things to portray. Um, like different emotions. It's just fantastic. Um, I'll give one example. Um, in fact I should say what it's about first. Um, it's basically about this girl. I think she's about 25. It's her. Basically it starts off with her. You know, just going through the whole rigmarole and humdrum of life. You know, getting up in the morning, going to work, not feeling inspired to do anything. Just come back home, swipe through Twitter, watch some films, watch Netflix, and just start the whole day over again. Just that like, kind of that cycle. Wait, wait mm.
0: is is this the game, or is this is this just your? Day? <laughs> it's my day, <laughs> and I saw
1: uh, quite a lot of parallels playing this game. Uh, but yeah, it, it, for most people, that will be their experience, yeah. and it's like yeah, this much. is me, <laughs> and it's depressing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, oh. she, uh, she like stumbles across um, when she's walking to work. Her phone battery cuts out, so it's like, oh, I have to actually pay attention to the world now. And she hears this music playing in the distance, and it's basically um, this guy who's playing music on his. I think he, I think he's a was it a celloist or something? Um, in the park. And she's like, you know, approaches him or something and basically they fall in love and it's a better story of that. Um, hmm. And just how that this person inspires her to do different things and it's just about a whole, you know, just going through life and different relationships and what can happen and the ups and downs of life, I think. You know, literally, the developer said, This is just about the ups and downs of life. Um, hmm. And the, uh, uh, given an example of like how the mechanics come into play, um, it's like at the very start of the game, when you're just going through these very routine, boring, uh, everyday uh, life circumstances like getting up and brushing your teeth and, you know, going to work and swiping through Twitter, the mechanics in that, you know make everything seem boring and you know you're just tapping you're just tapping away when you're at work on your computer at some you know typical corporate office job mm. you're just tapping numbers you know right. adding them up and everything like that it's very it's very trite it's very boring and then when you meet this new person who inspires her to pursue her passion which she never which she never did which was um like drawing and art, um mm. the you know the way that you use the mechanics and how you tap the screen, everything becomes more lively and everything like that and um on on the on the couple's first date, it's like on this they're very simple puzzles, I wouldn't even call them puzzles sometimes, but it's basically you're dragging and dropping these puzzle pieces to form like a speech bubble, and mm. at the start of the date. You're dragging a lot of these puzzle pieces into this uh, speech bubble, which makes it, which portrays the fact that I've just met this person. It's quite hard to speak to them, and then as mm. the date goes on, you're only swiping three puzzle pieces, and it gets easier and it gets quicker, and oh, it's just that's like oh, that's showing, really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. just like showing this has become easier and more comfortable, and mm. it has that all throughout the game. Even though it's half an hour, you have you have so many instances of these kind of things and. It's just one of those games that just... It's it, it's heartbreakingly real. But it's very heartwarming as well. I just had a massive smile on my place, face just playing it. And it's...
2: And this is, I think it's... Mm. I was just saying, this is by yeah. Annapurna Interactive, right? Yeah, they're Who publishing also put it. also yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, and they... And What Remains of Edith Finch? Did they publish yeah. that as well? Yeah, yeah. so they're very much into these like narrative storytelling games. And, you know, not many... Publishers just have that in their portfolio, um, but Annapurna definitely do, and they're definitely thriving on that. And these, you know, these games are all—they're all, you know, really different. Like one's a puzzle game, <laughs> a really, you know, heady puzzle game in Gorogoa. You know, What Remains of Edith Finch is a first-person, you know, narrative storytelling game, and yeah. this one's, you know. Touch-based uh, iPhone game, so got a really vast portfolio, but all sort of with the same like. Focus on of, the narrative. Yeah, yeah. Like how Devolver is mm, just cool. typically fix a lot, and that's their. That's yeah. what binds those games together and their portfolio together, but. But yeah, I fully recommend this game. It's it just brought a massive smile to my face. Excellent. A half an hour is you know, absolutely worth it it's approachable for anybody you don't have to be adept at puzzle games everyone's got an iphone or sadly not an android but it's coming to android um, i think it's about <laughs> 2.99 or something like that oh that's fully worth fully yeah. worth it
0: that's good it means i've got enough enough cash saved up in my android yeah. <laughs> pay rewards yeah. or whatever it is sort of yeah 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 it's one of these Excellent.
1: yeah it's one of these games where you just think this can bridge the gap between non-gamers and gamers and just, Mm. you know, produce something meaningful and produce something that's approachable and that everybody can play and they can understand how game mechanics and actual gameplay can, you know, um, have an effect on narrative and emotion. Mm, Right. And this does that super well and... Fully recommend it to everybody.
0: And and as you say, it's it's kind of it's great that it's almost on a mobile platform because if it's almost that gateway drug into into interactive experiences into games, it, it's perfect to come out on a a platform which everybody has mm-hmm. yeah. that they're not gating themselves off to steam you know or, or something like that mm-hmm. that it, you saying that it's really approachable it's accessible to people you know this would be you know if Kim said to me oh I need I need something new mm. you know I can I can recommend this to her yep. as something that will be accessible that will be good that will give her a, a, a story something to, to actually you know be engaged with, rather yeah. than passing her a control pad mm-hmm. and saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, hey, let's let's you know, let's play something yeah. together." And going, "I've got no idea what to do with this <laughs> thing." You know, yeah. I, with a lot of mobile games, they're actually quite um, simple to be accessible to allow people to kind of you know, very easily jump into them mm-hmm. and, and allow them to be sort of brought to that wider audience. So that's it, it's good to. Not just have a game which is accessible to people, but to have a game which is accessible to people which also excels mm-hmm. at combining narrative and mechanics and gameplay. Totally, yeah. Um, but but also is interesting. It's not just done it well. It's it, it's an interesting experience to have yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, I think it will resonate with a lot of people as well. Um, but mm. yeah, if you don't want to play general suggestion. Hmm. Um, this for a narrative game is pretty damn good as well.
2: <laughs> but uh, I yeah, forgot this, about uh, um, narrative uh, narrative jesting, general justing the as, as single player. You really intrigued me. I fantastic. meant to take yeah. a look at it.
1: Yeah, it's still up there. with mm. one of my favorite games of the year. I think Florence will be up there as well. But um, yeah, I think I listened to a interview with Genova Chen, who is the head of that game company, who's making. Uh, yeah. Who made Journey and Flow and Flow, and them now making mm. Sky, which is coming to mm. iPhone, and super interesting uh, interview. It's um, IGN Unfiltered. Um, go check that out. But he's just saying how, you know, this is a guy who knows about games, knows how to make them, is a master at it, and he wants to put it on iPhone to because you know, at the chagrin of probably a lot of people who don't realise that iPhone is. A viable place to play games, despite yeah. all of its problems, mm-hmm. um, in terms of the vast uh, library and online storefront of crappy games, yeah, um, and predatory games as well. But you know there are some gems there, and he wants to be one of those people who break the um, break the, the wall between, yeah, break the stigma and break the wall between console gaming and iPhone gaming and gaming in general, and just have it more inclusive and. Open and approachable and super interesting interview and I think what you're saying, I honestly think that you know with I think uh, Apple in their latest update as much as you know everyone wants to hate their updates and hate their changes and everything like that. I think the best change that they've made in a long time is um changing the store and just mm. showcasing and putting games that are good games at the forefront of that store. Because mm. a couple couple of years ago, people would be like two ninety nine for a mobile game. What? Yeah. It's not free. Mm. What? What? It's not seventy nine p. And it's like you should, I'm seeing so many games now that are like inside Dandara that are paid on Switch but came out day day and date with Xbox, PC, and iPhone. Yeah, you know these games that cost like eleven ninety nine, ten ninety nine, seven ninety nine, all coming out on iPhone like the same day as their console releases and you can pre order them and they get, you know, these um developer insights that you can read as news on the on the fr- you know, on the front page of the app store. I just think it's it's a really good way of showcasing games that are so good I've been a proponent of mobile games for a long time, you lot know that. Yeah. And that's mm. it still perplexes me that people refuse to play a game on just because it's on iPhone or something like that. And
0: Casual gamer mate. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm fucking hardcore. Yeah. You shut your mouth. Yeah. PC shut it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a shame it's, because they're gating themselves from so many beautiful experiences like Monument Valley, yeah. Mango, Florence, The Room.
2: It's everything. a bit like mm-hmm. um how um sp- nowadays not so much, but when YouTube became a thing that like kids watched random things and there was good programming that came out and you know adults and a lot of regular people just eschewed the medium because it's just nonsense you know there's so much noise in it because there's all kinds of random garbage that it all must be garbage and now of course we're we're seeing like you know all the the late night shows need to have a YouTube presence because that's where they're going to actually reach a lot Mm. of their audience I, I, I feel like that this is the mobile marketplace is very similar to that in the sense of the f- the bar of release is so low that you get a lot of innovation, but with that comes a lot of trash, and it's yeah stoned.
1: for sure. Which it is takes a, a certain
2: amount of time people. for for of people navigating that and finding value for it to become an actual place with the people will look to for stuff rather than be like, oh, I heard about this one mobile game in the whole <laughs> landscape, and I'll buy yeah. that one game. And I, I, I guess the, the problem
0: is, is, sort of, you've mentioned, Lucy, is that it does come down to curation as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. with everything. I the, you, both, you see yeah. the
1: problem on PC, Xbox, and yeah, PlayStation. You do. Especially PlayStation Xbox have been pretty pretty bad at this, yeah. this um generation, you know? I mean, mm. Xbox Live, they were absolutely fantastic at it, and... Even Nintendo, like, I look on the Switch and there's so many garbage games on there now. It's like Mm. showcase your best games, you
0: know? Rather than allow someone to pay you money to feature higher up on your list Mm. or on your page or, you know, however they used to sort of do it. um, You always used to get things like editor picks and lists like that, didn't you? Which kind of did suggest better games to play, ones that were maybe um, you know, user highest user ratings mm. and stuff like this. But a lot of people don't delve into those kind of lists. They don't go any further than maybe like the front page. Yeah. And it will come up and say, best time waster, clash of clans <laughs> or, <laughs> or Clash of whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a shame because especially on these consoles there's so many good indie games that are coming to mm. them like every week and it's just it's just just crap <laughs> they're just yeah. being released amongst crap and we won't even get into Steam because that's a whole other issue <laughs> of it <itself. laughs> yeah please don't you know why is Genesis and Joustin not on the front page every single day
0: <laughs> okay? yeah a there's a lot of games on Steam which should be <laughs> pushed and promoted a lot better than they have mm. been yeah
1: because uh, Orwell um, the game I spoke about mm. a few weeks ago yeah. the sequel came out today so
2: yeah I just got I got an email getting, sending me a 10% off coupon I was like that'd be useful if oh, I nice. played the original it sh- one it
1: should be 20% I got 20% off so check that
2: uh I got so humble bundle gave me a 10% oh, off. Oh, humble.
1: The, the okay, one. cool. Uh, I know if you own the original, it gives you 20%
2: off steam. So, oh, so that's yeah. probable because I'm sure I bought the code from humble and then um, redeemed it on steam, yeah. redeemed it on steam. Yeah. But I just haven't opened steam in a while. Oh,
0: that's fair. That's fair. Nice. So, we've had a lot of mobile games this evening. But mm. It's it, It's one of those that, well. Even with the console games, even with
2: Assassin's Creed Oranges Discovery Mode, we, we've got heard of Assassin's completely... Creed Oranges, and then I thought Assassin's oh, Creed I, Oranges. I, I, I thought of an orange wearing the stupid costume, and it was great. <laughs> That'd be quite good. That'd be very good. Oh. Or like Don't a dude like Assassin's using a Creed. hidden blade to chop an orange.
1: Fruit ninja. Now. <laughs>
2: yeah. Anyway, you were you were saying a thing that probably. What mattered. was I going to say?
0: Um we've had a lot of uh, you know different games mentioned that give you completely different experiences and I think we're just we're kind of in that place where we're just really lucky that we have all of these different platforms and we have all of these completely different experiences that yes I'm in a bit of a funk at the moment but there's actually probably a lot out there which I don't know about which might be exactly what i want right now yeah mm. which might just give me that half an hour experience or it might be more like a little puzzle game which i you know hit a couple of levels every five minutes every day for a week or something like that so yeah don't just look at the front pages of things mm. look at the editors lists curators lists reviewers lists. Or just listen to us public we
1: know what we're on about
0: or we oh, do that yeah you could do that, <laughs> that makes sense
2: yeah, remember when we talked about actually making a curated um, Steam list of all of the games we talk about? Remember that? Yeah, we did. I did. Oh, I put on about 10.
1: This. Oh, yeah, because you can be a cura- curator. Yeah, Let's do curator,
0: this. Yeah, we did about Let's 10 games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Let's we definitely need the Lucy on board. She'll, she'll help oh, us actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll do this. Uh,
0: how much free time do you have?
1: Um...
2: We can at least do it going forward. No one is asking anyone to go through the backlog of 100 odd episodes to rate the things.
1: Oh, God, I wasn't going to do that. I was just going to be like, put on the games that I like. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And leave Age of Empires off it. You like might just, and just <gasps> scrub that. I think Age of
0: Empires bit. might already be on there, mate. Okay. Uh, well, I'm
3: going
1: to make my because,
2: own um, list. <laughs> yeah. But is Age of Empires on there or just Age of Empires 2 HD? It might be Age of Empires
0: 2 HD. I don't remember. Well, I'll leave those I I haven't looked at it for at least a year.
1: (laughs) You lot know what you're on about with these weird, nerdy tactics games, though. I'll let you lot know. (laughs) That can be your impact. Thanks. One or two per hundred of my good games. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Just to break through the noise yeah. a little bit. I'll, just
1: hey, here's a strategy yeah. game. One XCOM, one Seven, one Age of Empires, and nothing else. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> just pick the best one. Yeah. And that's all we're allowed. That's your quota. <laughs>
2: Only if we can use like Fallout One for our Fallout series entry. Just to get another. <laughs> There's no Fallout. <laughs> I don't know when Strat.
1: we agreed this deal. Sorry. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well. If you'd like to look at a maybe updated <laughs> list at some point on Steam, you can search for Tanked Up. We're on Steam. We have a, a fan we, group there, that we a gr- use. a group? Yeah, totally. There's a group to- or a totally uh, the time. or something like that. We set this up ages and ages and ages ago and then completely
2: forgot about it. We definitely it. have a group. You should join it and then post to the group being like, why, why don't you guys say stuff? And then we'll feel bad and we'll say stuff probably just one sentence is like hi no I I literally mean I'll say stuff (laughs) (laughs) nice
0: but yes go to Steam look for those things Uh, if you'd like to talk to me on Steam or elsewhere I'm at Nova underscore 47 Lucy how do people talk to you
1: I have uh, actually changed my Twitter handle so it's easier for you lot to get in touch with me and it's just tanked up Lucy so much easier for all you folk out there nice um And you can add me, Juicy Loose, on Untapped, and Juicy Loose 9 on Xbox and PlayStation.
2: Nice. As for myself, you can reach me on all of the things at the OmniArch, T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H. Except Twitch, where there's an underscore, but I don't use Twitch. Um... So don't bother. Who you like to say us that. Tell us anyway. I was
0: about wow. to
1: say what the hell is Twitch, and I was like,
2: oh. um, so the reason I say that is because there's an actual the Omniarch Twitch user who's not I me. You, I thought you mispronounced Twitch. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's my fair. switch code is SW. Tweet me, and I'll give you the actual one because I'm lazy and don't have it memorized. That's not laziness; it's an awful system.
0: Hmm. Oh, maybe that's a conversation for another day. Lucy. Yes. Out of the two beers you've had, out mm, of the three beers
1: three. That you've had. Hang on.
2: You've had three yeah. beers now. Well which two did and you a prefer? Half.
1: Um okay. men? I, I have enough Out of re- the
2: Men you've had to make. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's more than three, I'll tell you that. Um I <laughs> I I I have too much respect for <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> I have too much respect for weird beer to comment <laughs> on whatever I tasted. I don't know if there's anything wrong with that beer because I don't know how anyone would drink it mm. in the current state I don't know if that's just me or the beer or is there something wrong maybe with you
2: it a, yeah, maybe you had a bad bottle or
1: yeah it's it's in date um best before is like. September this year or something um, I don't know I don't know what went on with that beer but um, instead I had a beer from Two Chefs Brewing India Pale Ale, Green Bullet that was very nice, very orangey malty, caramel went down quite easily but my favourite of the week is the Sour IPA the Troll Tonga um, mm. really, really really good beer can't recommend it good. enough
2: Nice, short, precise. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing uh, else to
1: say. It's a really good beer. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I really liked both beers this week, but um, I liked how the Epsomania 17 Wet Hop Pale Ale was just like you could tell that it was fresh hops, but it, in the, but it was just a pale ale. Like they didn't try and do anything strange so that you could really understand the character of that wet hoppiness. But I got to mm. give it to the Confused Brummy. It's just an excellent beer. Um, I haven't had very many white stouts, and I get why it's called that. I mean, it, it's clearly a stout, but that lightness and that fruitiness um, really sort of started the taste off, and then it just slid slowly and effortlessly into that strong roasted malted flavor, which is what you want out of a stout. But again, it wasn't super strong in that sense. Again, the whiteness, and I just thought it was really well balanced, um, and, and yeah, the, the maltiness was just really excellent. Like, mm. like very distinct, mm. but not in your face. Very, eh, just a great beer. Gonna be the confused brummy for me. How about you,
0: Ben? Um, I'm, it's very easy for me this week. Um, the the Salish Sea from Plato. It didn't grow on me. Um, even towards the end of the beer, it, it kind of still felt like much more of a pale ale than an IPA mm. it was almost like I was drinking a weak orange squash which I think was almost one of the first comments I had yeah, about it, was, it yeah. from the nose and from the taste and it, it didn't change from that it didn't do anything more for me um, which kind of would by default make the other beer I've had um, you know, the better beer of the week but actually uh, the, the level up American Red from Elusive Brewing was very good Oh, was it a level um, up from the other beer? It was a Complete level up. It was about twelve levels up. Um, it was a uh, it, it, it was their level eight mosaic and Columbus um, batch, but it had a lot going on from from all of those malts giving sort of those biscuity, those caramel kind of flavours that were kicking through. Um, it had that that dankness to it. There was this lovely bitterness which kind of hit in the mid and just stayed with you from there. And the mosaic did so little, it gave just that slight fruitiness, just just mm. that, that kind of creeped in just a little, but it kind of rounded the whole flavour out almost. I mean, really, really well made. Um, and exactly what I wanted tonight. I, mean, I, I think it happened maybe the last episode or the one before that that I had a beer which kind of just hit. Just the right notes completely. Mm. Um, Without me knowing what I wanted... Yeah, you just happened to grab the right beer. Yeah, Yeah. and that is exactly what I wanted tonight. So, just another very lucky... Mm. Lucky grasp, I suppose. But yeah, really well made. Um, And I think... I think, apart from a collaboration, it's the first beer I've had from Elusive Brewing. Uh, Yeah,
1: they're they're very, like... I wouldn't say Hard to find, but they're very. Mm, I've seen their beers pop up, but I think they're just very conservative. Like they don't, they're not your cloud water or you're not your, the, right. you, you know, your Beaver Town or anything. I think they're just, you know, crank out their really good beers. I've never heard a bad word said about them, but they're not, you know, all glitzy and all the glamour and the light and everything. Yeah. But yeah. It's oh, if only
2: news. there was a word to describe this sort of hard-to-find <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nature of this brewery.
1: Yeah, I messed up with that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are very elusive,
3: yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: if you'd like to tweet us or get in touch with us as a whole, we are at tankedup_cast. underscore cast. You can email us tankedupcast at gmail dot com. You can also go to outoflives.net and look at articles and listen to other podcasts and if you comment on absolutely any post ever made on outoflives.net and just say this is for Ben, Lucy and Addle, we'll find it, yeah. we'll get it, don't worry about it give yeah, sure. us a message anywhere you like maybe, we might see it
1: You're better off reaching me by a carrier pigeon to be honest But um, Yeah that's true, you.
0: send something in the post yeah. to juicyloose9 <laughs> at tanked up.
1: At Birmingham underscore um, UK, exactly.
0: Yeah, in Birmingham yeah. somewhere.
1: <laughs> N- nobody will think that's just a random package. That's a bomb. If you just yeah, the nobody. most suspicious letter ever since.
2: Yeah. Uh, hey, at least that loses his name, not papers. mine. <laughs> that's true. Nice <That's> good <laughs> Arabic first name. Oh, that that'll get them dogs on on the package <laughs> right quick. These dogs can read.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. We have been tanked. up. goodbye.
1: Bye.
2: Chow Chow, which is a type of dog which cannot read. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what?
2: It's I'm a breed. Chow Chow is a breed. Chow oh,
1: Chow is chao, a breed. Is that the yeah. Chinese
2: one? Or... Oh dear. Don't be racist. I'm not being racist <laughs> it's
1: like, Isn't that like a Chinese yeah, breed? Chow I... Chow.
2: I believe it is a Chinese uh, breed. Yes. yes, not racist.
1: <laughs> well, you could be racist, you just could also be right, it no, turns it, out. <laughs> it wasn't a random guess. Um, it was based on prior knowledge.
2: Um oh, yeah, oh, it's so the it's weird flat faced fuzzy bear dog <laughs> thing. Here. Ever You'll see I you, I'm not wrong. How do I how do I send messages in this new version of Skype? There. I don't know.
0: I don't know how the new version of Skype
2: works.
1: Oh, did we? We didn't write there. our beers. Oh fuck!
2: No, we didn't. <laughs> ben, uh, you're, oh, you're the goddamn host. What? You, what's wrong with you?
0: Let's oh, edit this in.
2: Yeah. Okay. Take Lucy, mm.
0: you making noises? Hang on.
2: I was going to say take seventy two and do the clapboard, but then you were talking, so I said take.
3: Hey. <laughs>